0: Welcome to the Vegan Travel Podcast. My name is Jeremy and I will be your guide on this adventure uh, around the world, around the country, or uh, maybe just in your backyard. Uh, why a vegan travel podcast? Well, uh, this I, I travel a lot and uh, this is something that uh, has been a topic of conversation quite often, um, both uh, dealing with finding food and uh, eating well and dealing with social situations as well because uh, as i often say when people say uh, is it hard being a vegan i say well uh it's not uh, it's, you know eating is the easy part it's just dealing with assholes like you well i don't say it like that but uh you know that's that's often the case and uh, you know we all have to deal with uncomfortable situations no matter what our work or life situation and so uh, we'll be dealing with that um today's show will we'll talk about uh, eating eating well uh, on the road and uh, i think really what i intend for this uh, show to focus on is is more the um you know buying food in a restaurant in, a, in a, excuse me buying food in a supermarket and and cooking it or you know finding cheap food on the side of the road kind of stuff um you know in some a lot of countries you get good street food um how do you make sure that uh, that you it's vegan and that it's healthy if that 's a a thing that you're interested in uh, as i am um, i'm a, I eat very healthy not just a vegan i've been a vegan for ten years but uh in recent years i've moved towards uh you know very very low oil uh pretty much no sugar i um you know i eat pretty much whole foods you know vegetables uh fruits beans nuts seeds grains um the whole foods of of the world uh not the supermarket chain in in this case but the uh you know eating eating basic unprocessed whole foods and, uh, and you know, learn going through how to cook them, and so we'll you know we'll talk about cooking, and we'll talk about uh, finding food in in difficult places. I recently went on a bike tour in, in Maine, and I was dealing with uh, trying to eat out of gas station convenience stores. Um, and needless to say, I ate a lot of canned beans and vegetables, but uh, but it was doable for a few days. And then when I got into uh, into the big town, and I got to Hannafords, which is a typical big supermarket, I uh, I was very excited. And, and then I eventually found a co-op grocery store, and um, and life was great. Uh, and it makes you appreciate the uh, the small things in life. Uh, but needless to say, you still have to deal with uh, with plenty of idiots. Um, some of the situations you deal with traveling are, you know, you you go and you have to stay with somebody on the, or not necessarily have to stay with somebody, but you know, you meet people on the road, and maybe you're preparing to camp or whatever. But you know, it's about oh, why don't you stay? You can crash in my place tonight if you want. You know, and it's raining or whatever. And okay, and you're super grateful. um, How do you deal with the fact that uh, you're vegan and that they may want to make you, they may want to cook you something that uh, you can't eat? You know, and how do you deal with that situation? Um, My, you know, my strategy more involves more telling them in advance um, and trying to explain that. And you know, we'll we'll talk about things like that. Um, So basically, what we're trying to do here is make it easier to travel while you're a vegan, uh, whether that. Is that means uh, you know you have trouble with finding food, you have trouble with dealing with people, you have trouble with um, you know whatever it is, um, you know getting enough. Some people have trouble getting enough calories while they're while they're doing things, you know maybe if they're hiking Appalachian Trail. Um, how do you pack food that that is uh, travel friendly and or backpacker friendly? And you know when you arrive in these little towns, how do you how do you deal with all that? So you know we'll we'll talk to a lot of different people, try to get a lot of different guests on the show to talk about these various topics and and other things that I maybe can't imagine at the moment. Um, And what I, you know, what I try to do here is uh, I've been a vegan for 10 years and I try to try and help people um, be vegan. Um, You know, if you do it for the right reasons, you're going to want to stick with it. And sometimes it can be tough, but if you, if you were really a vegan for ethical reasons and you remember, you know, why you don't want to, okay, I don't want to hurt any animals. I, you know, they're not mine to, to be used. And, and then, you know, you're in a situation where, yeah, oh, it would be just so much easier if uh, if I would just, you know, eat something that's not vegan. Um, well, you know, what about those animals that you profess to care about? Uh, would they uh, would they take kindly to that? Would they, you know, would they not mind if you uh, just a little bit of dairy? Um, you know, and and so you just I just keep that in mind. Uh, I've been doing this for so long. I've been a vegan for 10 years, as I mentioned, and so it's this comes naturally to me. You know, I just yeah, I see the meat and dairy and everything, but it's I never think about eating it. Um, it's not food to me. You know, even if, even if there was something that somebody was absolutely going to throw away, you know, the cookie that somebody was going to, that there was no, nobody else was going to eat it. I'm going to wind up in the trash. Um, I still wouldn't eat it because it's not food to me. Um, because of everything that I've learned about, about health and treating my body. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm not going to do it. And, uh, actually I'm wearing a shirt right now that says go vegan and no body gets hurt. Uh, emphasis on the word body. Um, so I think that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and so, you know, I want to make it easier to, to be on the road, figure out, share some of what I've learned from, from doing, uh, many trips, um, tell you a little bit about what I've, what I've done. Um, I have, uh, I used to work a fairly typical, uh, career. I was a transit service planner for public transportation systems and I, uh, designed, uh, bus routes and, uh, train routes, schedules, that sort of thing, um, dealt with issues, um, whether it be that a bus couldn't turn around somewhere or whatever, um, and so that's you know i did that for seven years i actually have a uh, two podcasts related to that i have a uh, i run the critical transit podcast which i, I still update occasionally and that that i'm um, putting my information on my most recent bike tours on there um, i podcasted from my tent and i post i'm posting that i'm still posting that in in pieces um, but you can check that out criticaltransit.com. and then i have uh I started about two years ago. I started an advocacy organization to try to improve public transit in Boston called Transit Matters. And there's a podcast by the same name. And that organization is continuing with other people. Um, And I am doing other things now. Um, I have traveled in bits and pieces. I like to move around and live in different cities for three to 12 months, depending on what's going on and what a work situation is like. Um, and I've done. I've lived in a lot of big cities in the United States. Uh, pretty much everywhere on the East Coast. I lived in Minneapolis and Chicago as well. And uh, now I am in Breckenridge, Colorado, working for the winter. Uh, I'm a bus driver, and I, uh, I'm driving the uh, free ride transit system for the winter. And you know, I'm out here. I'm going to be here for probably six, seven months uh, until the end of April, uh, for the duration of the winter season. And so I'm. Uh, my style now is i 'm going to i 'm going to be traveling or well, I, I try to uh, work seasonal jobs and travel in between, so that typically means work a summer job and work a winter job and then take a month or two to travel in between and uh, And as you can imagine, you know the budget can be tight because these seasonal jobs are often located in places where you have a lot of tourists, and so housing isn 't always cheap. Uh, I happen to have a really good situation right now and uh, and if you 're looking to drive a bus, this is the place to do it. Uh, you should email me. Because we're looking for people, but um, <laughs> that aside, I uh, you know I, I have to be very diligent about how I'm how I'm budgeting and, and how I'm eating. And as you might imagine, I don't really eat at restaurants. I've never really been a restaurant person. I just don't like the idea of being served. You know, I grew up in a place where I took care of myself, right? So I you know if I want to, to get a drink or if I want something uh, you know a condiment or whatever like or my, my meal, you know, I should go and cook it myself and go and get it myself. You know, it's very weird being served. But, but the other aspect of restaurants is that, you know, I have friends that would want to go to restaurants all the time. And, and, uh, you know, that's expensive. Um, I can, I can eat for under $15 a day, uh, gloriously. I eat a lot. Um, so that's one of the things about being on a, you know, whole foods diet, especially if you eat a lot of fruit, you eat a lot. It just doesn't fill you up in the same way. Um, you know, you get full if you eat well, but it doesn't—it doesn't fill you. with not like that empty carbs that you get from, you know, bread and um, and sugar and uh, meat and all the things that that I don't eat. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I you know spend a good good bit of money on food, and I've kind of kind of uh, learned how to deal with that, and uh, that's just a that's just a way of life. But um, you know, I, I can eat so much better for less than the cost of one meal in a restaurant. I was recently at uh, in Denver, and I treated myself to uh, a meal at the Handy Diner, which is a vegan diner, which I had heard about and I stumbled upon. And uh, you know, and I it was like a combo, like a French toast and hash browns and tofu scramble, and and it was like ten dollars. I was like, okay, yeah, for all that, great, let's do it. Um, But and, and it tasted great. But the important thing is that you know, a couple hours later, I don't remember anything about it. You know, it's I mean, I still remember it tastes good, but you know, it's not like it doesn't last with you. It's expensive. Um, you know, and I obviously have a tip and everything else. So, um, you know, for that $15, you could have fed myself for a, for a whole day. Um, not to mention the fact that what I ate in the restaurant, you know, yeah, French toast tastes great, but there's not really a nutritional value in it. Um, obviously it's vegan. Um, it's a vegan diner. And, and so, so that's uh, one thing to remember about restaurants is that if you, if you want to be traveling, it's, it's nice to, Think about you know all these uh, you hear in the vegan community everybody gets excited about food and and, and restaurants and and uh, you know there's a lot of vegan there's a couple of vegan travel blogs out there that are, are you know very interested just like a lot of vegan blogs and podcasts in general are you know very interested in the food and um, and and the restaurants and oh you have to this is great this is great place that makes a wonderful you know Reuben or this is great wonderful vegan restaurant or whatever and it's like okay yeah you can if you're doing this thing where you work nine to five for 50 weeks a year and you have two weeks of vacation and, and you get paid, you know, upper middle-class salary, then yeah, you can go out and you can stay in hotels and you can, you can eat at vegan restaurants. Uh, but that's not my style. That's not what I do. You know, I, I stay in hostels or I camp, um, where I, you know, stay with, with other people that I've, you know, friends who I've made through various connections, um, and vice versa. When I'm staying in a place like right now, I have a place of my own, and I can I can welcome travelers as well, and, and I do. Um, so I try to you know to places like couch surfing, uh, warm showers, which is the bike touring equivalent. I've done a lot of bike touring and camping, and um, and so I, you know I try to try to keep the costs down, and I don't buy stuff. That's the thing. I'm not a materialist, right? So I basically my costs are housing and food, and I try to keep that try to keep that simple. So we will talk about dealing with restaurants at some point. Um, we'll talk about, you know, how to go, you know, you have to go to a restaurant with a bunch of coworkers and, um, you know, you're two weeks on the job and how do you, how do you order something that's, that's vegan and it's going to not, you know, generate uh, the, 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 un, un, the unfortunate conversation. Um, but also, you know, what happens when, when it shows up with cheese on it or when you, you know, when it shows up and it's very different from what everybody else is eating and, oh, you don't need meat. No. Well, are you a vegetarian or something? Uh, Yeah, I'm actually a vegan. Oh well, oh that's that's crazy. I can never do that. That's you know, and that and that all those lines of conversation that that come. Anybody who's been a vegan for any length of time will know that these are, you know, this is the way this this happens. Um, and and so, you know, we'll talk about that um at some point as well. Um, but we'll also one of the things that that I'm really big on is is going to supermarkets. You know, when I'm out on the road, I, I I shop. In supermarkets, depending on what facilities I have to cook with, right? When I'm camping, I have a little stove and a little pot. Okay, so I eat a lot of I eat a lot of oatmeal. Um, sometimes I'll eat sometimes I'll eat grains. Um, I'll eat I'll steam vegetables. I'll eat you know occasionally potatoes if I if buying it very close to where I'm camping because those things are heavy. Um, but I'll eat you know I'll eat things that that are you know easy to cook and that are quick. Um, you know beans or canned beans are, are good. Um, and in some places, you know, you don't you don't have that many options. So I mentioned being in gas station grocery stores where, you know, the best you're gonna do is, uh, you know, maybe a can of beans and uh, and a can of uh, string beans and a can of corn or whatever, you know. And maybe that's the best you're gonna do. So sometimes that's that's the way it is. Um, so I I uh, but, but my style, you know, I prefer to I eat a lot of fruit. Like I said, um, you know, always bring along things like granola, um, you know, cliff bars, Lara bars, whatever you, whatever kind of stuff you like. Uh, I'm kind of at a disadvantage because I don't, um, I'm allergic to several types of nuts. And I, every other nut I've tried, I didn't like. Um, even things that like, taste like nuts, like soy butter or, um, you know, things like that. I just, for whatever reason, I just, uh, the taste of it, I, I hate the taste of it. So so I don't eat nuts. So I have to, I try to, you know, eat seeds, but, and things like dates, uh, things that will give me um, that extra little bit of, of uh, you know, carbs or protein. Um, and protein is an overrated thing. I hate even talking about it because that's a common question that you get. So oh, where do you get your protein? It's like, well, actually people, most people get too much protein and you only eat 50 grams a day and, you know, beans and, and, uh, vegetables, you know, have plenty. So you don't even have to think about it. None of this is to say that you shouldn't eat nuts. Uh, if you like nuts, you should eat them. Uh, trail mix is excellent for being on the road. Um, as is, um, you know, any kind of granola. I eat a lot of granola, um, you know, and I will have, uh, um, you know, granola with various seeds in there. Um, I like to make my own granola when I'm at home. Um, it's actually very easy to do. You look up homemade granola. It basically involves uh, uh, regular oats, um, so whatever nuts and seeds you like to put in there, uh, maybe some cinnamon, uh, some dried fruit like raisins or blueberries, and uh, a little bit of juice, like apple juice, uh, to give it a little bit of uh to help it stick together. Um, and, you know, if you like it sweet, then a little bit of maple syrup or something. Um, of course you are probably not going to be making that on the road. Um granola can be expensive to buy in stores. Um try to find co-ops if you can. Um uh you know places with bulk sections. Um so you can buy granola in bulk. It's uh, usually a lot cheaper. But uh sometimes you know you do the best you can trying to find that. I have a really hard time finding granola between the uh between the, the nut issue and uh trying to find something without uh sugar. Um uh, it can be very very difficult because uh everything is excessively sweetened and I don't uh, I don't like things that sweet. So I like fruit sugar, but not, uh, you know, not uh, real, like cane sugar, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, just for me, it just doesn't, uh, I don't like it. And, I, you know, I make exceptions. I, I mentioned that I don't really eat much oil or sugar. Um, I um, I try, when I'm at home, I pretty much eat oil and sugar free. But uh, I, I do make exceptions on the road. And uh, as long as I doesn't taste overly sweet, I will, I will buy it. Um, but I certainly recommend, uh, you know, to, so along the same lines of, of trail mix and granola, um, oatmeal, oatmeal is wonderful. Um, if you can get yourself, if you can find hot water, um, then you can have oatmeal every morning. Um, even just buy the quick oats and just put water in it, hot water in it. Um, you can also make overnight oats, um, just buy regular oats and, uh, soak them in soy milk. Um, you can find recipes for this online, but soak them in soy milk or almond milk with some, uh, you know, some dried fruit, uh, maybe, uh, maybe some nuts. Um, and then, um, you know, in the morning and, uh, chop up a banana, a slice of a banana and put that in there. Um, really, really good. Um, you just, the key is just to soak it overnight. You can soak it for a couple hours if that's all you have. Uh, ideally you would put it in the fridge overnight. Um, but it, you know, if you're camping or, you know, you don't have a fridge, whatever, that's fine. Just put it, uh, just do it, uh, do it as you can. Um, that is, you know, that's highly recommended is because those things will give you the the energy that you need to be on the road. And, uh, none of this is to say that you shouldn't ever eat at restaurants. Um, I, when I think when I do eat at restaurants, I don't eat at places where it's like you know you go and you sit down and you're served by a server. Uh, I eat at places where it's counter service, um, you know burrito places, um, you know salad sandwich places, places where you can uh, you go in and um, and you can get you know you can order what you need at the counter and you take it yourself. So you're not spending a fortune on the service aspects of of that uh, decision. And when I talk about supermarkets, um, you know yes buy food and cook it yourself but sometimes you may not have the means to cook at all um and sometimes you may uh, you know and, and when you when you don't have the resources to cook it's going to cost you a little more money um but sometimes you know places will have a, a salad bar or uh, soups um try to find out if those things are vegan um if you if you find a salad bar in a in a random supermarket in a little town um odds are the staff is going to have no idea whether it's vegan um just look at it carefully just get the vegetables the beans and things that look vegan you know don't get the coleslaw it's probably got the dairy in it or eggs you know things like that things that you learn over time from being vegan you just um you know you try do your best to to make it vegan and uh, you know don't get the dressing maybe maybe get some oil and vinegar instead um on, the, on it so yeah you because know, you don't know what's in the dressing um it depends how cautious you are i'm very very cautious and i try to be very strict um well i shouldn't say that i mean there's a lot of people more cautious than i am um but i if if I know that something is, is a good likelihood that something's not vegan, I won't eat it. Um, I don't take those chances. Um, I don't. Uh, number one, you know, veganism is it's important to me to be ethically vegan, but it's also uh, you know for health reasons, right? If you eat a, if you eat some da- if I eat some dairy by accident, and that has happened many times, uh, I will get so sick, and that's not a fun way to travel. You don't ever want to be sick while you're traveling, so so that's not good. Um, some people go and get cereal. You know, they'll they'll try to find the healthiest cereal that they can get. Um, cereal is tough, like cold cereal that you would put milk in it. Um, cold cereal is tough because, uh, it usually has a ton of sugar and it's usually not that healthy, but some people can find, uh, you know, sometimes there's, there's uh, fairly healthy cereals like organic, you know, corn cereals or things like that, that it's a, uh, it's pretty healthy stuff. And a lot of people will just snack on it. Um, I have a friend who every day eats dry cereal in his car on the way to work and I, I don't understand how you eat it dry. It's just, I don't know. To me, it's just very hard. Um, uh, but and you can find places uh, get smoothies on the road. You know, smoothies going to be super healthy. Um, try to get uh, you know get as much as you can, as big a smoothie as you can. If you take uh, my little trick, is I, I have a twenty ounce insulated water bottle that I carry. I have a couple of them that I carry around, and um, and they're great because they keep uh, they keep things cold or hot for for many many hours, uh, which is wonderful. But uh you know, I'll go into a smoothie place and I'll order, you know, I'll see a sixteen ounce smoothie, and you know, oh great, oh here's my here's my uh, here's my mug, and it's twenty ounces, and, and they'll fill it up usually. So you get a little get a little extra there. I highly recommend doing a little bit of research in advance. Um, you know, a lot of people are just um just go out and just, oh see what, see what I can get out on the road. Um, and oh, it'd be fine. You know, every, every place has something vegan these days. And that's just generally true in, in bigger towns and cities. But, uh, you know, it's, it's very helpful to do some research on, uh, you know, places like HappyCow.net, um, and, you know, just, just search for vegan restaurants. Often you can go into Yelp and you can search for vegan and it won't always give you the vegan restaurants at the top, but it'll, it'll at least give you places that have been, uh, you know, where there's been vegan mentioned in the review. Um, you know, so every once in a while, it's like somebody, oh, they didn't have anything vegan, but usually it's that, oh, you know, I got this amazing, you know, whatever with, um, you know, and it was vegan and the server understood what vegan means. And that and was great. And so, um, you know, if you can find that, go for that, um, try to, try to do a little bit of research and, and over time you'll learn, you know, what kind of places typically have vegan stuff as well. Um, you will find, um, you know, you'll find Chinese restaurants. You can easily get something vegan, um, if you're worried about, Uh, you know, things being made in the same pan, then you just, you know, you get steamed vegetables with uh, some soy sauce on the side. And that's just, you know, that's the way to go. That'll uh, that'll, that'll fill you up at least for a while. Um, And, but, you know, often it's just like white rice, which is not going to be very nutritious. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind. Um, You can, a lot of people like will splurge when they go to a restaurant, they'll like just get whatever. They don't um, obviously still be vegan, but, you know, they'll get, you know, if it's loaded with oil and it's like, you know noodles, and it's got like you know a bunch of stuff that's not super healthy. Like whatever, they don't really care because they don't do that very often, and they uh, you know save the health stuff for for what they make on on their own. Um, that's that's a kind of personal choice, I guess. Um, any kind of ethnic restaurants, really, um, Thai restaurants here in Colorado, we have great Mexican food. Um, that's that's uh, that's really awesome. Um, but any kind of ethnic cuisine generally has. Um, a lot of vegan options, or at least things that can be made vegan pretty easily, um, and they'll they'll be used to people eating that way, because in most of the world, uh, meat is is or uh, up until recently uh, was just a luxury, so uh, they'd be very familiar with uh, people eating vegan. Indian restaurants, you have to watch out for dairy, um, but usually they're used to people asking about that, and they know if it has milk or butter or cream. Uh, So that's uh, these are things that, you know, you learn over time and uh, certainly, well, maybe we should do an episode on, uh, on eating in restaurants and how to select restaurants and, and uh, that sort of stuff. If I have a hostel to work with, um, yeah, you know, I'll go out and I'll, I'll buy vegetables and I'll, you know, saute them and, you know, have pots and things to work with. Right now it's kind of glorious because I was traveling for a couple months and now I'm, uh, now I have my own kitchen and it's just, it's just glorious. (laughs) So, you know, I can cook uh, all kinds of things, vegetables uh, beans, I, I bought myself a pressure cooker, um, which is actually, we're actually very high up here, high altitude, 9,600 feet above sea level. And uh, so, you know, pressure cooker is really nice because it, it cooks things a lot faster. And also, you know, you can cook, you can get dried beans and uh, have them be cooked and ready in uh, about 40 minutes, which is just incredible. Um, no, you know, no soaking overnight and then having to cook for, you know, an hour and a half. Um, none, none of that. It's, uh, you know, it's really great. So maybe that's what you do. You know, I want to give you ideas here and, and, you know, but you'll figure out your own, your own setup. And, um, you know, maybe you, if you're traveling by car, let's say, and you're staying in hotels, uh, maybe you get yourself an appliance or two, you know, get a pressure cooker, get a blender. Okay. Stay in a hotel, right? Go and get a, go and get some frozen fruit before you get there. Um, You know, and if you have access to a fridge and a freezer, even better. Um, But, you know, if not, you know, pressure cooker, this thing is called the Instant Pot. There's a bunch of different companies making them and they can cook, You know, it's got a slow cooker function. It's got, uh, you know, you can cook rice can cook beans, vegetables. You can saute with it. Um, It can, I can see it replacing a stove in some situations. Uh, You know, I still use my stove and I find it, uh, it's more annoying to use than a traditional pan and a stove. But I mean, if you're, if you're traveling and, you know, you're putting a limited amount of stuff and, you know, you have access to electricity and a water source, then, uh, you know, that, that may be your solution. Um, so just, you know, just give your ideas here. This is, uh, you know, the kind of thing actually, I actually have a friend who, um, travels with a, with a hot plate, uh, like one of those uh, electric burners that you just kind of plug in and you put on the counter and, uh, that works for her in hotels. So just figure out where it works for you and, uh, you know, and do that. And, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Please, please let us know what, uh, what works for you so we can, we can share it. And, uh, if you've been doing this for a while, maybe we'll even have you on as guest. So, uh, you know, but, but I, I'm also well versed in cooking with uh, very little things. Um, and I, you know, we'll talk about as well, cooking, uh, in, uh, in a microwave, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're staying in a hotel for whatever reason. I don't usually stay in hotels, but let's just say your company puts you up in a hotel or you're bike touring and it's really, really nasty weather and there's a motel and it's like, okay, let's just stay in here and we'll dry off and get a shower and, um, but all you have to cook with is, uh, let's say, a microwave. Uh, maybe they left you a coffee maker too. Um, hotels seem to like to do that. And uh, so there's, you know, there's ways of cooking grains and and uh, vegetables in the microwave. Um, I personally don't own a microwave. I've just never, uh, never really had one. I actually, found one recently and uh, brought it into my apartment. And then I decided, uh, no, I'll give it to somebody else because I don't uh, I don't really use it. I don't know much what to do with it. Um, I love to make smoothies. That's a challenge on a bike tour because you can't get frozen fruit. Um, you can't bring frozen fruit in camp. Um, but one day, maybe I will make one of those. Uh, get one of those blenders that uh, is, can be powered by the bike chain. Um, if you haven't seen those, you can look that up. Um, but that's maybe one day I'll uh, I'll get that, and then I can stop at a supermarket and make it right out in front. Uh, but that's a challenge for bike tour. Now I'm uh, now I have a place and I have a blender, and it's it's wonderful. So uh, you know that's part of eating healthy is is uh make sure you're getting those fruits and vegetables and uh depending on how long you're going for too this is a is a big variable right so if you're if you're just going for a night or two you know big deal just make some oatmeal and and uh you know whatever whatever you like to eat uh, that could be made on a stove that doesn't cook that long um the important things about a camp stove is that you know you don't want you don't want something that's going to take forever to cook. So trying to make brown rice is just gonna—you're going to sit there for an hour. That's just not going to be pleasant. Um, it's not going to be as f- efficient as a home stove because you have wind, um, and you're not gonna—you know—your pot's typically not going to be as big, and you may not have uh, a sink to to use afterwards. So you know, try to think about that. Things that don't uh, aren't super sticky. Um, I like to make oatmeal. I just buy the I buy the quick oats, and I put boiling water in them, and that works well. Um, you can. Uh, sometimes find there's, there's like different packaged foods that you can take that are made for camping to just add boiling water, but those things are going to be expensive. And when you're, let's face it, when you're trying to travel on a budget, uh, that's not, that's not affordable. So, um, and how, how elaborate you go is just, it's really a question of you and how, you know, how much you want to, uh, trade, you know, what's the trade off to you? Um, the convenience versus being out in nature, you know, sometimes being out in nature, you appreciate the simple things in life. And you, you know, you're not, you're not going to have access to a full kitchen and that could be annoying, but it can also be, it makes you really appreciate that, that when you get back home. Uh, and so, you know, we'll, we'll delve into this um, more. I don't want to go too, too deep into this intro episode here, but I'll, uh, you know, we'll we'll delve into this more, um, but that's going to be the focus It's going to be uh, preparing your own food and uh, maybe I'll talk, see if I can talk to some people who uh, maybe are experienced with finding street food in uh you know, other countries that are not the US. I should say that my travel experience is mainly in the US. I've had a little bit of travel in Europe, uh, I backpacked around in Italy in two thousand six and I was in Scotland and France for brief periods of time. But uh you know, my and a little bit of time in Canada, I did I actually did a bike tour, um, going through Ontario, Southern Ontario, and that was a lot of fun. That was about five years ago. And so I and at that time I didn't camp. Um I stayed in hostels, but I still uh was able to uh cook. Um, you know, that was easier to cook in hostels. And um and when I went around Minnesota I, it was in the winter and I I, wound, I stayed with a bunch of warm showers hosts actually, um and and, and other people that who I met along the way. And so I, you know, I often had kitchens to use, but, but you're using somebody else's kitchen and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to take over the kitchen and, and cooking. I mean, certainly it's nice if you can, if you can make them a meal, uh, that's great. And then, uh, but even then you don't want to take over your kitchen. You know, you want, you want quick things. You want things like lentils, um, things like kale that's, that are going to steam pretty quickly. Um, you know, very, very basic quick things. Um, some, there are some grains that cook very quickly, like, uh, buckwheat kasha is, is one, um, couscous is good if people aren't allergic to wheat, um, there are a number of things that, um, are good for, you know, you want stuff that that's going to cook quickly and is not going to require like six different pots and a whole bunch of mixing bowls and all that, uh, you know, save your, save your baking for another time. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe that's a, that's another thing we, we talk about in the future. I'll take notes as I go here so we can, we can cover different topics and just make salads. I mean, I know this is something that, uh, vegans often get, uh, crap for, you know, I I'll be sitting at sitting at work, and I'll be uh, eating something out of a container, out of a take a you know a um a food storage container with a with a fork, and boo, you're eating a salad? Are you a vegetarian? And it's like, you know, I know there's that, so there's you know maybe a bias you against salads, but you know, it's it's uh, just throw some vegetables together, and put them in a, in a thing, you know, you chop up some vegetables, uh, and depending on where you're staying, you might not have a knife and a cutting board. So, uh, but a lot of times you can get vegetables that, um, or you know, get broccoli. It's easy to break up with your hands. You can. Uh, you know you can get sometimes some stores will sell like pre chopped vegetables which tend to be more expensive but uh you know that's an option as as well um yeah some people can cut with their fingers like and the you know hold it in their fingers and cut them you know the knife and, and that's ended in disaster for me in the past and uh, i'm not willing to try it again so uh yeah don't do that but or at least if you do that don't say i told you that i'm not a doctor or no i'm not a i can't give you advice that's what it is i can't give you legal advice um but yeah uh anything that's quick and easy you know, a lot of times people think about making food. They think cooking. They think they need heat. You don't need heat. Um, I eat a lot of raw food, especially in the summer, um, because it's just I did. Well, it started because I didn't want to generate heat in the kitchen, um, because it's just so hot in the apartments, and you know I'm not going to air condition the the kitchen. because that's just that's just a ridiculous waste of energy. So uh, yeah, but do things that don't have to be. You know, if anything, it's minimal preparation, right? It's it's uh, things that can be eaten raw. It's so you know vegetables. Um, Granola, uh, nuts, seeds, um, anything that you can eat that doesn't require much preparation is going to be your friend. And lastly, as we're running out of time without uh, uh, taking up too much of your of your ear time, uh, when you're traveling, you know a lot of people think uh, they're kind of they're kind of stick with what they're used to, right? And that could be um, in their local area um, uh, or it could be the, their own country. Um, nothing wrong with that, but. Uh, think about, especially if you live in the United States or Australia or Western Europe, somewhere where, the, where the, the cost of living is very high, um, think about spending time traveling in other places. Um, if you go, for example, if you go to most parts of Southeast Asia, um, you can live less than $10 a day. Um, $30 a day will have you living in absolute luxury. Um, in the United States, you can't even get a hostel for $30 a night um, unless you're in the middle of nowhere. So you know, think about that, and think about the cost of cost of living and the cost of, of eating being being much less in other places. And one thing I'm I'm thinking about doing is maybe taking next winter and uh, here in the United States, you know, northern winter, um, and spending that winter or much of it uh, traveling in South America or Asia. Um, places where it's going to be kind of the uh, you know if I can hit it right where it's it's not uh, not the rainy season and it's not the hot season and I can uh, you know see a lot of places and in um, a lot of places you know there's wonderful street food for just a couple dollars uh, that will, will fill you up and so that's something important to think about uh, and and there are there are parts of you know countries where you can get uh, you can get a luxurious hotel for ten or fifteen dollars a night so you know if you think about that if you travel somewhere where it's you know where it's not where the cost of living is not what it is in the united states or united kingdom or somewhere else like that then you, your money will go a lot farther and you don't need you know you you might be able to spend a, a couple months like three or four months uh for what it's you know what a month is going to cost you uh, here in the united states so that's that's certainly something to think about so a, a little bit about myself i thought i'd tell you that before i before i close this out um I am, and as I said, I'm a vegan for about ten years. Uh, right now, I'm 31 years old. Um, as I mentioned, I'm living in Colorado for the winter, and you know, I travel travel around often. Um, I I used to, you know, I, I used to have an office career, and then I eventually started an NGO later. But I I didn't like being in an office. I and I especially didn't like, you know, going to work every day and having that two weeks vacation. You know, my, my mother is still actually still trying to convince me that, you know, Oh, you get a full-time job. Oh, you'll have two weeks of vacation. You can two weeks of vacation for me. It's like you, it takes you a week to just decompress from work. All right. And then, you know, you got to travel somewhere. I'm not going to fly somewhere. And then I, first of all, I hate flying, you know, and it just wears, wears me out the hell out of me. Um, so I'm not going to fly somewhere for a week and then, you know, and then come right back and then jump right back into things. Um, I'm also, if I'm not going to fly, then getting around the country or or the world, especially, you know, it takes time, you know, you tap, so to get from, from the East coast over here to Denver took uh, a little over two days and it was a fine ride. I and mean, I took Amtrak, the, the national rail service, and it was great, but uh, you know, it's slow and uh, it takes time. So you have to, and, and you feel more in tune with what you're doing as well. You know, you're not just flying across the country. You're, you're a little bit more, a little bit closer to human speed, even though uh, bike touring is really more human speed. Um, I did some of that, but I didn't bike across the country. Um and so you know it it's it's just the travel the traveling part beats you out the, the the getting to where you're going to be vacationing will wear you out and then you know then you just stay in hotels and eat at restaurants and it's just it just doesn't feel like you're really experiencing the place you're not meeting people you're you know you're isolated you're not maybe not eating well um or if you, you eat you know okay you eat at a vegan restaurant you're spending a ton of money and and you step back and you think about it and you say, why, you know, why are we doing this? Do I really need everything that, uh, you know, do I really need all of this money? Do I really need this job? Do I need this career? And, and you step back and you think about it and it's, you know, for me, it's, I don't need much. You know, I eat and I need a place to stay and it's pretty much it. And I'm pretty good at finding free stuff and uh, doing without what I don't need. Uh, and and so, you know, I, I stepped away from a pretty high paying career back in 2012 And, uh, and I decided, you know, I worked all kinds of random jobs, just trying to figure out what the hell I was doing with my life. And, uh, and eventually I kind of figured out that I need to align the travel with the housing situation so that, um, you know, you can't travel while you're paying rent so that I'm moving around, I am working in a place for a while and saving up money and then I'm traveling and then I'm working again because I I had a brief experiment with trying to make money online uh, while traveling. Um, there are a lot of people called digital nomads. Uh, they kind of travel around and they, you know, work from wherever. They have an online business or something, and they just work from their laptop at a cafe with Wi-Fi or a beach somewhere. And it's just that it doesn't work for me. I just that's just my style. Maybe it works for you. Um, you can look up all those those travel podcasts. Digital nomad is a pretty common thing. Um, you know, there's people living in Thailand and and uh, South America and you know all kinds of places that that sound really awesome. And they're making uh, basically an American salary, uh, and they you know, the cost of living are far less in other parts of the world. And so they don't have to work that much and they're saving up and, and it works great for them, but that's not me. I can't, I can't work while I'm traveling, especially if I'm going to bike tour or something and a bike all day. And then, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm supposed to get out my laptop and do some work and then, um, and then coordinate meetings and stuff. It just doesn't work. So, uh, so this is my style. There's a lot of ways of, of traveling for free or low cost. So I'm not going to go into all that stuff, but there's tons of opportunities and, and different ways to travel. And, um, you know, eating on a cruise ship, I imagine to be one of the tougher vegan, one of the tougher challenges for uh, being vegan. Um, uh, but that's something I actually know people who've been on a vegan cruise. So maybe we, uh, maybe we talk to them as well. And so whatever, st- whatever your style of traveling, I, uh, I want to be able to help you and, uh, and, and you can help others as well. You know, this is a, supposed to be a collaborative effort here. It's not just me talking at you. Um, uh, I definitely want to hear from you and I will, I will post, um, Contact information on the website. Once I once I figure that out, um, but you can, um, but yeah, I, want to, I definitely want to hear from how you deal with the various situations and what your what your style is. What you want to hear, what you want to learn. Um, there are a lot of travel blogs out there, and uh, and a lot of travel podcasts as well, and even a couple of vegan travel blogs that that I found. Um, but I want to, you know, and, and I don't want to comment on any specifics, any individual ones. I, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell who's doing what, but there is there are a lot of people trying to fund travel by blogging it kind of got out there you know in the past 5 10 years that you know you can oh you know you can become a travel blogger and then it'll fund your travels uh that's very hard to do uh it's almost impossible to to make money uh in the short term um it take you a few years of a lot of work and you know very little return and and i want to be clear out that this is not this is not a money making venture right here um I'm just trying to do this to help people and to and to gain insight and to connect with other people who are doing similar things to what I'm doing and have similar experiences. Um I'm not trying to make money. You know, it might be an ad or two once in a while, but I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm not gonna be getting an income from this. Um so I just want to be clear about that. That that this is not what's what's going on here. Um I as I said, I was a vegan for 10 years and I remember asking people um why. Your, why they're vegan. I, I had vegan friends and I never really talked about it, but I asked, you know, it's was like, well, what's so bad about, I don't understand what's bad about milk. And it was like, well, and, and the response was basically, well, you know, I eat the way I eat and you eat the way you eat and I don't have a problem and it's fine. And, you know, it's okay. I see now as a vegan, somebody who's dealt with these questions over and over again, I see why they might say something like that. But it's pretty, it was pretty apparent to me somebody who was, I guess, average intelligence and, uh, you know, I, I wasn't a vegan and I never, never had animal. I never had any pets. You know, I never related to animals in any real way, but it, but it just seemed to me like that sounded like bullshit. It was like, okay, like I asked you here for an explanation and I was being on and, and they, I guess were like afraid of me, you know, starting to launch this line of questioning, you know, inter, you know, antagonistic questioning that people often do. And so I see why they did that, but you know, it's like so that, that, that uh, prompted me to go do some research and to go, um You know the internet is is our friend now, and this is why we have so many more vegans today than we did uh, twenty years ago because uh you know now the internet has made this information accessible and um and it became pretty apparent to me i mean i won 't go into all the details, but it became pretty apparent to me that uh you know animals have needs and desires just like just like they're you know humans i mean we are animals and um you know, and they want to be left alone, and we just you know we don 't have the right just as we don't have the right to go take and exploit humans and uh, force them to breed and control their reproductive systems, and and uh, you know, and decide when their when their life is enough, and kill them, and confine them, and all kinds of horrible stuff. Um, you know, the same way we don't have the right to do this, as humans. We don't have the right to do this as non-human animals either. And so that was pretty apparent to me. And then once I uh, once I figured that out, uh, the solution was to uh, to become a vegan. And that was that was uh, almost eleven years ago now. So um, so I've been doing this for a while, and I've experienced. A lot of things but i've mostly lived in big cities and i want to see the world before we destroy it because we uh you know climate change is ramping up um there are so many people in the world right now that we um we have so many people and no way to take care of those people and we just keep producing more people and we are not uh we we are going to have in le- in the next 20 years maybe sooner They're going to have very serious resource shortages, and uh, there are going to be resource wars, in even rich countries. I mean, right now, look at California; has had a serious drought for several years now, and nobody is really doing anything about it. Um, There are countries right now that uh, are being essentially obliterated. Um, You know, you have uh, the—I can't think of the name of these islands that are in the Pacific Ocean. I always forget uh, these islands that are in the Pacific Ocean, but um, they—they're going to be underwater in ten years, and. And these are facts, you know, <laughs> it's not like, you know, if you want to debate climate science, this is probably not the podcast for you. Um, you know, and, and it's, it always, it always strikes me as, it, it kind of shocks me when people try to do stuff like that. But I think this is so obvious that, you know, you look across the Middle East, you look across, across the world, I mean, this, your know, climate change is, is triggering these horrible resource wars. That's what's going on in Syria. And this is going to be happening everywhere, and you know the, the coral reefs getting destroyed, the the glaciers are are melting at a rapid rate, and so if I sit around, for, you know, work a career for another twenty, thirty years, and wait till retirement, there's going to be no traditional retirement for for people like me, and that seems kind of silly. I mean, it does make sense to save money, sure, but but it seems kind of silly to think that I can wait until I'm sixty and then uh, you know. Um, First of all, that I'd want to just lay around on a beach somewhere and do nothing, um, but but to think that I could travel and see the world then, um, and any number of things can happen before then. I mean, I could could become disabled, um, I could die, uh, any number of things could happen before then, and so it just seems kind of silly to to wait around until that uh, that optimistic, hopeful optimistic future that that may or may not come to pass. So I'm traveling now. Uh, this is my style, and this is uh, this is what I'm doing, trying to help uh, people uh, go and stay vegan by making it easier to uh, to eat vegan on the road and deal with social situations. As I said, that's the hardest part. Um, so uh, give me a shout out. I'd love to hear from you. Um, contact information uh, will will follow very soon. And um, yeah, please uh, please do that. Send in uh, your ideas for guests. This is I'm still very new to this uh, podcast here, so um, I want to hear who do you want to who do you want to hear? Do, do you know people who um, you think would be great guests to talk about dealing with um, social situations with non vegans um, people talk about restaurants people talk about eating on the road um, Do you know vegans who have been on the road for a while who are doing the, the uh, travel lifestyle? Um, please hit me up and uh, and we will uh, we will connect and I look forward to um, having good discussions here.